Hey, hey, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you uh, so much for listening. Here we go. So, the preseason is over. Thank goodness. Man, that was painful. That was uh that was pretty painful, you know? So what what should we what should we take out of this preseason? What what is going on? Should we be worried? Should we not? Does it mean anything? Does it mean everything? What's happening? What do we do, Laker fans? I'm going to try to sort it out as best I can. Um, but first off, thanks for, for listening into the podcast. Um, if you want to send in feedback, please feel free by all means. Um, hit me up. You, there's a lot of places you can communicate with the podcast. Uh, if you have questions for the podcast, um, I always try to get every, every question that, that gets asked to me, I, I get them on the podcast. Um, if you got a question or, or some feedback, you can hit us up on Twitter, Ask Laker Lance. Uh, or on Facebook at Ask Laker Lance, either one is fine. Um, appreciate all all feedback uh, that I get. Uh, so cool. So thanks again, and and uh, here we go. So Laker fans, should we should we be freaked out? Should we be worried? Basically, the Lakers just went zero and eight in the preseason. Um, that's kind of never happened before. To my knowledge, um, so people are kind of weird, kind of wondering, you know, should we be worried? Is it, I hear a lot of talk about oh, it's just the preseason, you know, it doesn't mean anything. The reg- once the regular season starts, it's all good, and all that kind of kind of stuff. Um, personally, I don't put as much uh, juice into that frame of thought. Uh, as other people might, um, I I honestly don't think everything's going to suddenly change once the once the regular season starts. I mean, and ba- based on history, we've had a lot of uh, frustration as a fan base on about the proverbial switch per se that the team has doesn't have has tried to have, and we talked about this. Um, when we first started uh, in the playoff run last year, if you want, in the first few podcasts that um, that I did, we I talked about this. Do the Lakers have a switch? Are they waiting? Because all all we heard like in the regular season was, well, wait till the playoffs get here. You know, the team was kind of lagging. They weren't hustling. They weren't running back. But it's just the regular season. It's just it's just the regular season. Once the playoffs happen, then. It's all going to change. They're really going to step up the energy, you know. And we've kind of we say that every single year, and then of course, nothing happens once we get to the playoffs. It happens last year, happened the year before that. Also, when we got bumped in the second round, uh, everybody's waiting for the regular for the postseason to start so that the team can really start trying. And then we run into the exact same same issues. So I see it as the same thing. Right now, it's just the. The terminology is different, as opposed to say, us saying, "Well, it's just the regular season. Wait till the postseason gets here, then they'll everything's really going to change." That's exactly what people are saying right now. Oh, it's just the preseason. Wait till the regular season gets here, things are really going to change. 
Well, personally, I I don't think that's true. Um, I don't think it's going to change nearly as much as people think it's going to, and I think we're we might have a little bit of uh, of trouble in, in the first part of the year here. I mean, and if you listen to what the players are saying, uh, that they're kind of alluding to that also. And when I say alluding to it, I mean that's pretty much what they're saying. <laughs> At least uh, that's what Steve, Matt, Steve Nash says every time he gets a chance when people ask him the question. He's like, it's going to take a while. Uh, I don't think anybody on the team really expects, or at least they're saying that they don't expect the team to really, really gel completely until they're throwing out words like December, January, uh, and that's a that's a while. You know, it's it's going to take it's going to take some time. But I think that's what we need to expect. You know, it's a it's a brand new team. There, we're installing a completely new offense. Um, Guys got to get used to each other. Guys haven't even really played together that much. I mean, how many how many games has the regular se- the regular uh, five starters played together? One, <laughs> you know, one game. So it, it's not gonna all of a sudden miraculously come together once the regular season starts. Uh, I think we will have flashes flashes of brilliance. And we will have flashes of incompetence. Uh, I just hope the flashes of brilliance outnumber the flashes of incompetence. But uh, I just want to prepare people that um, it's not going to be, you know, the the dream that we all want of once the regular season starts and we get there, we're just going to mow over people and plow through the league and. You know, like everybody was talking in media day, uh, oh, Lakers are going to challenge the Bulls for the 72-win season and all that kind of stuff. That's not going to happen, people. We need to just chill on that kind of stuff, you know, because it's going gonna, it's gonna to take time. It's going to take time for these guys to gel. It's going to take time for things to start really coming together and for them to get used to playing with each other. Now, is it going to happen? Definitely. I, I have no doubt in my mind it is going to happen. Uh, it's just a question that it's gonna it's gonna take time. It takes practice, you know. Any anything that's great uh, in this world that you have to really work hard to achieve takes time, and they just haven't had the time yet, you know. And they they need time. So that doesn't mean preseason. That means you know it's gonna take a couple a couple months of them playing together, which they really haven't even had. I mean, they've had it in in practice. But in terms of a game game situations, they haven't had anything. They've had one game where they've played, you know, they've played together, uh, at least the starters. So that's um, I I don't as far as what we should expect from the beginning of the season. That's that's my take. I don't think things are going to miraculously change. I think we're going to get a little bit. We're going to get pretty much of the same that we've been seeing, but hopefully a little bit better. Um, because the the rotations hopefully will will be solidified, the team is solidified, and we'll get a little bit more consistent play from from the starters. So, first question I have uh, is: Is the bench really that bad? There's a lot of talk about the bench. Oh, the bench sucks this year, and the bench sucked last year, and the bench is no better this year than they were last year. And it's going to be our downfall, and this and that. Um, I I don't necessarily agree to that. Um, I don't think the bench is that bad. 
Uh, I don't think it's the best bench in the league. Um, probably n- far from it, but I think it is uh, definitely upgraded from last year. Uh, the bench play has not really been that bad. I mean, once we kind of got the closer to the real rotations in the last few few preseason games, I think guys are really starting to gel. Uh, Jody Meeks is starting to really find his shot. He's getting much more consistent from the outside, which is exactly what we brought him here to do. Um, Jordan Hill, what I'm talking about, what kind of a stud is Jordan Hill? Okay, he he had a herniated disc in his back. Now, granted, this this is the exact same injury that Dwight Howard had when Dwight Howard had surgery. Okay, and was out for what was he out eight nine months? Uh, now, granted, Jordan Hill's situation, he was. Uh, it was diagnosed much, 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 much earlier than Dwight's was. So it was not nearly as far along. It was right in the beginning, so they were able to really handle it and treat it. Um, but he was supposed to be like out 10 days and then get reevaluated to see what kind of time frame it would take to get him back. And he was pretty much back within 10 days. I mean, it, it was amazing to me how, how quickly he, he got back. So I'm incredible, incredibly uh, grateful for that. I think he's an, a real integral part uh, of the bench unit uh, this year. And I, I think he, once he came back, he was playing great. It's exactly what we expect. See, we should expect from these players what we have seen from these players. You know, we've seen Jordan come off the bench as an as a energy guy and really, really work hard for position in the post. And he's added a little mid-range game to his game this summer, which is which is great. Um, I mean, people, we don't really want him to fall in love with it that much because we want him to really post up. But and when the shots are falling, shots are falling, you know, and the shots are pretty much falling. So I, I figure, good job, Jordan. You know, I'm so glad that, that we got him to sign with us instead of taking more money. Uh, um, Steve Blake. I almost said Steve Nash. I get the white guys confused. Steve Blake, <coughs> excuse me, he, uh, he's looking good. He's actually, for the preseason, he shot 45% from the three. I mean, that's fabulous. That's, that's exactly what we, what we need from him, you know. And um, I, think, I think he's, he's done a great job. The only, the only person on the bench that I really am concerned about because of the play that uh, that we've seen so far in the preseason, is uh, Jameson. I mean, Anton is is not really seemed to to kind of mesh. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't look comfortable. He doesn't look confident. He he's a scorer. We brought him in here to be a scorer and to really anchor that second unit, and he he hasn't really done it for whatever reason. I'm not sure, but that that kind of concerns me. Because he's a, a real integral part of that that bench unit that we need to really be able to to produce, and he hasn't really been uh, been doing it. So that that's that's my really my only concern about the bench right now is uh, is Jameson is is he gonna get it figured out and kind of get out of his little slump that he's in. Uh, so hopefully hopefully that's something that can be figured out and that will improve. But if that if that can improve, I mean, I think I think the bench is going to be fine. I, I really do, and I know that kind of flies in the face of conventional wisdom or the the tone of of sports talk right now. But that's um, that's the way I see it. I think the bench is going to be fine. I think 
we need to not take for granted that the starters are going to be all God's gift to basketball right away. Um, I think they have shown signs of brilliance in the one game that they've actually all played together. Um, but I, I don't feel as confident that they're just going to come in and dominate people the way we want them to or the way they have the potential to. Um, the, the turnovers that have been a huge issue this whole preseason is attributed just as much to the starters as, as the bench. I mean, the starters are being lazy with the ball, lazy passes, n- not hustling back, not hustling back with the transition defense. I mean, it, it looks to, to me now, I don't I don't know this, but it looks to me like they're watching a little bit too much SportsCenter and listening to too much mainstream media and thinking, wow, we're really great, man. We're going to be so awesome. We have all this talent and they're kind of playing like they don't really have to try. And if if you've been a Laker fan for any amount of time, you know how that kind of should ruffle your feathers a little bit because that's what we've been, that's the frustration that we've had for years and years and years and years is the team coming out with a lackadaisical attitude and not hustling and basically getting beat by bad teams because we don't come out to play. That's the one thing I've wanted them to fix for so long. I harp, harp about it every year, and it looks to me, I mean, maybe because I'm just, I'm like the, the jilted lover. I've been hurt before by this, so now I think everything is this, but I see, I see them not hustling back. You know, I see them being lazy with the ball, bad passes, and, uh, and, and the turnovers. And the thing is, we're, we're not, I mean, with all the talent that we have, we're not uh, spring chickens anymore, and at least in terms of the starting five. You know, and um, there's been a lot of talk like, oh, Showtime is back. Showtime is back in L.A. Okay. I, okay, I feel, I feel like I'm getting a little... A little negative here. I don't. I don't want to be negative at all. I'm extremely excited about the season and extremely positive. But I just want to kind of balance the expectation. Okay. Uh, Showtime is not back. Okay. This is a different team. This is not the Showtime Lakers of the '80s with Magic, James Worthy, and Kareem. Okay. This is not Showtime. We are not going to be running the fast break every five seconds every time we get the ball. It's uh, it's not happening. Okay, this this is gonna be a half court team like it's like it's been for for years. The last five seven years, actually for twelve years, it's been you know ever since we we started dominating with Shaq and Kobe, it's never been a, a real fast break team. Uh, we're a half court team that'll pound you pound you in the middle. Uh, that's what we've always been, and that's what we are now. Um, so, and that that's okay. It's not a bad thing. Uh, you know, we just shouldn't expect this kind of run and gun, run and gun all the time because I don't think it's it's just not going to happen. Uh, at least not a lot. I think it'll happen a little bit, but not not too uh, too often. But but what that should mean to to me in my mind, what that should mean to the players is okay. If we're not going to run, 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 then we have to take care of the ball because the reason we're getting killed in transition defense is because we're creating turnovers. We're being lazy with the ball, lazy passes, and then we get a turnover and a steal, and then we don't run back. 
and we get uncontested layup after uncontested layup after uncontested layup. Okay, that's the problem. So the thing is, if you're not going to run back, if you're like, you know, um, I'm old, I don't really feel like running back all the time. Okay, first of all, that that's kind of lame. This is the NBA. But second of all, if that's if that's what you're going to do, then take care of the ball. And it seems like they're not really prepared to do either one of those things. I'm not prepared to run back, and they're not really taking care of the ball. That's why, that's where my concern as a fan comes from, that. And, you know, it seems like it's an energy issue, or is it a, is it a motivational issue? Is, is it guys aren't being properly motivated, uh, but they're professional athletes? They shouldn't have to be motivated. You know, you're, you're a basketball player. You should be prepared to run, but it seems like they don't really like it. So that's a that's a concern for me. And and it wouldn't it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter at all if they would just take care of the ball. You know, then who cares? We wouldn't have these fast breaks against us because they all come from turnovers. If we just take care of the ball and work the offensive glass, then this this would not be a problem at all. It would be a non a complete non-issue. So they they need to figure out what kind of team they want to be. Cuz you either need to run the floor and get your butt back on defense or you need to take care of the ball, one or, one or the other. So they need to figure out which one they want to do. Um, so so that's that's kind of my take on, on where we're at right now and what we've learned from the preseason. Um, the team is down. As of this recording right now, of me recording this podcast, the roster is down to 15 um, we cut Aguilar, Samogli, we cut Chris Douglas Roberts, which I was really bummed about because I really liked him and, and I I thought he would be a really interesting uh, piece to the team, but it's it's just kind of a numbers game. There's too many, too many players at his position. He's a real good player, um, and uh, it just did, we just didn't have the room. Um, so we had to, to let him go. He was picked up almost immediately. Uh, by Dallas, so <laughs> he's going to have the opportunity on opening night to kind of stick it to us if he wants to. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if that's exactly what he did. Uh, we just released Goudlock, uh, which I kind of saw coming. He had some nice moments uh, in the last preseason game. In, in the last maybe five minutes of the game, he was scoring a lot. Kind of garbage time minutes, but he, he still looked looked pretty good. He can score. You know, he's a good little player who can score the basketball. Um, defensively, I'm not sure how how you know valuable he was on that side of the floor. And I know in terms of Mike Brown, that's the important thing. That's where you get your value is um, on the defensive end, which is why uh, Sacre is pretty much he's going to make the team. Um, now, the only question left still, um, those three guys were the only guys as of a couple of days ago who were still on the team who did not have guaranteed contracts, which is Sacre, Godlock, and uh, Darius Johnson-Odom. Uh, Sacre, I, I think, again, he's almost guaranteed a spot. Godlock has been let go. So now the only question, again, as of this recording of this podcast, I say that because this could all be changed tomorrow. Even before you listen to this, this could be, this could be different. But as of right now, Darius Johnson-Odom is still on the team. Uh, there are rumors that he's going to be cut also and, and that he's prepared to go play for a Ukrainian team. He already has an offer on the table and he's waiting to see what the Lakers are going to do with him. If he gets cut, he's uh, 
gonna go play play for them. I kind of hope I kind of hope we do t- keep him. I think he's a good he's a good player. We don't really have anyone else like him on the roster. He's he's small in size, but he's incredibly athletic. He's fast and he's a tenacious defender, which which I like and I think is valuable to us. So uh, I don't know if they're gonna keep him. Probably not, but that's kind of uh, where we're at. If we don't keep him, then we'd go into the season with the roster of fourteen, which provides a kind of an interesting subplot because that would be a uh, option if we wanted to bring back D Fish, who is right now is not signed with anybody. Um, and through a kind of a loophole in the wording of his contract, he is available. <coughs> excuse me, to come back to the Lakers immediately if uh if that's what we wanted or and that's what he wanted so that that is an an option uh it's not an option right now because we don't we have 15 but if they do let uh Darius Johnson Odom go then we would have that option so there 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 it is there she blows so one one thing that just happened uh that is of definite interest to laker fans is uh, James Harden of Oklahoma City Thunder was just traded to Houston. Uh, there's been speculation about whether uh, they were going to be able to make this happen. This They were fighting over his contract and what he wanted, what they wanted to give him. and But everybody, I think everybody, including myself, just figured that they would work it out because he's such a hugely integral part to their team. <clears throat> that how could they not work it out? But I guess they uh, they offered him forty two million over four years, and I think he went to Houston and said, "Hey, they're offering me forty two forty two mil. Uh, what can you do?" And Houston said, "Well, we'll give you fifty mil for four years." And then he kind of went back to Oklahoma City and said, "Hey, they're offering me fifty mil," and Oklahoma City said, "See ya." Um, so they got like 25 players in return. It it seems like they they didn't really get 25 players, but they got a lot of guys. Uh, I think Kenny Martin isn't even in that mix, but a lot, a lot of guys, which will help. I mean, it's not a bad trade for Oklahoma city, but I do think that in, in terms of the short term, the short run, meaning this season, I, I think it hurts them. And I think it helps us because Oklahoma city is obviously, the main obstacle we have to get through the West. Um, and I think this, this kind of hurts him, you know, maybe, maybe Ron's elbow kind of hurt him a little bit more than we thought it did, but Hey, you gotta, you gotta follow the money when you're young, I guess, I guess, but that's what, that's what Harden is doing. And that, that valuable chemistry of that team, um, Kind of uh, is in flux right now, so we'll we'll see. I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see how they how they adjust. Um, but it's gonna be gonna be interesting, you know. And that's like a couple days. I mean, Oklahoma City just got, you know, maybe like five five or six new players now with just maybe a couple days left of of camp right before the season starts. So talking about messing with the chemistry of your team, man, that's that's kind of crazy. So. You know, like I said, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but here we are. The season is about to start, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna see 
what happens? Uh, I I think we're gonna be okay. Um, but hopefully, I didn't. What I didn't want is I didn't want for the time that it's gonna take the team to kind of really gel and work work through everything and everybody get on the same page, which might take a month or so. I didn't want during that time for us to fall too far behind Oklahoma City uh, to be to not be able to catch them, you know, in terms of, of ranking going into the postseason. But now that Harden is gone, I think that's great for us. So anyway. All right, awesome. So on to the questions. Um, we have today this week's Questions segment is brought to you primarily from Pedro Navarro. Now, Pedro's a, a longtime listener and friend of the show, and he has some uh, some fabulous questions, uh, which we're going to answer right now. So let's see. First, we got um, – do you have some questions I'd like to ask? First question is about the beloved Derek Fisher. Should the Lakers pick him up again? What can he bring to the Lakers that we don't already have? And if he is picked up, how would he fit into the already full roster? Now, that, that's a great, great question. There's been a lot of speculation about this in the past week or so. Um, I mean, should we pick him up again? It's, it's debatable because of the skill set, because of the age and all that stuff, um, which I understand, but my opinion is... Yes, I think Derek brings so many intangibles to the team uh, that I think we really, really missed it. Whether we like it or not, whether we wanted to admit it or not, we really missed it when when he left, when we traded him away, um, when we got Ramon Sessions. I think it, it hurt us in a lot of ways that were not in the stat sheet. Uh, yeah, Derek's getting up there. Derek's getting up there. And we got a lot of guys on the team who are getting up there. So, obviously, what we don't want to do is get older. We want to get younger uh, because the last couple of years, teams have figured out the way to play us is just to run, 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 run. That's why Denver took us to seven games last year because they just ran us. And um, I don't think that's going to be any difference this year. I think that's what teams are going to do they're going to figure it out and that's what they're going to try to do so so getting older doesn't necessarily help us in that in that fashion although i think the the leadership that Derek brings to the team the experience uh is would definitely help us i think it would definitely help us uh we all remember when all the the crap that andrew Bynum started saying last year in terms of um, when he started getting real petulant and saying all this stuff to the media about, you know, I don't care where I'm going to play and there's a bank in every city and, you know, all, all this stuff when people are like, what are you doing, dude? Shut up. All that stuff. It, it didn't happen like for the last seven years that he's been on the team and it didn't happen really at all pretty much at, at much before this season. And if we really go back it's all that stuff started happening. Andrew started like freaking out or, or getting all petulant with himself right after Derek left. Now, I'm not saying, you know, that 
Derek was necessarily this like mentor older brother figure towards Andrew. I, I'm not I don't mean to even imply that they had that kind of relationship, but just having Derek in the locker room kind of I think kept things together and and people listened to him. He has a very different leadership style than than Kobe does. You know, and and now I get it's nice with Steve Nash on the team. He gets a different kind of leadership than Kobe, which is good, I think. But Derek, you know, Derek is a Laker. He's a Laker through and through. He's won championships here. He's a great leader, and um, his the way that he can really bring the team together in in really intense moments when the pressure is on is is something that is invaluable. So I, I think if we're not, I mean, obviously he would not be starting. I mean, that's that's a given, you know, and. And if we brought him in, he wouldn't necessarily even be, you know, the first option off off the bench. Because, I mean, Blake is going to be backing up Nash. And then if, if we have Jody back up Kobe, uh, you know, if Derek is more of a of a bench locker room presence and, and maybe, you know, play sparing minutes to kind of save his legs and then bring him in for pressure situations in the in the postseason, why not? He's not he's not going to be a, li- a liability that much on the court. I don't see, and he's going to be a fa- a fantastic uh, voice of reason and leadership and inspiration and motivation to the team. I mean, I think it's it's a win win. So, but I think you know, Mitch Mitch Kupchak isn't stupid. I think he I think that might be exactly what he's looking at doing, uh, if possible. Um, which is we'll we'll see if he if he actually cuts Darius Johnson Odom, then that could be exactly what he's thinking about doing. So we'll we'll see. I mean, I know he likes to have his options his options open. It it was already common knowledge that he was kind of shopping around Chris Duhon and Steve Blake uh, for a trade. So you know, you never you never know you never know with with Mitch what's going to happen, but he's always going to do things to make the team better. So. That's kind of that's my take on on D Fish. I love him, and when all is said and done, yeah, I would love to have him back, and I think it would be great for us. Um, is uh, Pedro's next question is if Kobe decides to hang it up after two thousand four, should the Lakers make a run for dare I say it, LeBron James? Hmm. What a fabulous question that is, Pedro, and um. There's actually been a lot of uh, media discussion on that point, uh, so much that they're asking LeBron the question uh, after practice. You know, what do you think about the Lakers targeting you in 2014, and what do you think about that? Which, which I think is ridiculous because he would have no, he should have no opinion on that whatsoever. That should mean nothing to him right now. He's on a team. I mean, they're, they're, this is speculation for two years from now. Who knows what's going to happen? Two years from now, like from Lebr- LeBron's perspective, you know, and he I mean, he's been kind of treating the questions in that manner pretty much. So that's I think that's good. Uh, it's kind of it's annoying to me that they're even asking him that question because there's nothing good that's going to come out of it other than it's going to distract him for what he's you know, what he's trying to do with his team. You know, let the guy let the guy work. He just won the championship, you know, let him try to keep things together there. So. um. Yeah. Now, in terms of from a Lakers perspective, should we try to get him in 2014? If if Kobe does if Kobe does hang it up, 
I mean, Kobe's contract is going to be expired. Powell's contract is going to be expired. Uh, Steve Nash might have one more year than that, but he's going to be 41. So, I mean, they might be able to kind of clear the books and make a serious run for LeBron with, with and to be on a team with Dwight Howard. Um, and LeBron will be a free agent. So I think to me it depends on what what happens with between now and then. You know, in terms of who win the championship, does Miami win another championship? Does LeBron does can LeBron win again with Miami sometime in the next two years? Because I I think that that would answer that question too. Because I think if if he can, then he would have no reason to do it. He'd have no reason to come to come here. You know, but if if they don't, if Miami can't get back and win the next two years, and the Lakers are winning, uh, then he might he could have a reason to do it. I mean, he wants to win. He wants rings. He wants to be the best player in the world, and he wants to go where he has the best chance of getting it. That's obvious now from his move from Cleveland to Miami. That's exactly what he wants. So that could be motivation for him. Now, now, as a Laker fan base, as an organization, should we go after LeBron once Kobe is done? Um, my answer is an unequivocal, why the hell not? I mean, he's the best player. He's going to be the best player in the game. You know, he's. I don't think he's going to be able to achieve the same kind of legacy of, of a Kobe Bryant, so I don't see it as you know, him like challenging Kobe for the role of the greatest Laker of all time. Uh, at, I mean, LeBron's already in his seventh or eighth season. You know, he's won one championship. Um, I mean, like I said, it all is going to depend on what happens in the next two years. But, you know, if, if, if we clear the books after two years and uh, it's done, and especially if, like, if we don't win in the next two years... Kobe retires with five, um, and everybody leaves, then yeah, definitely go for it. Get LeBron. Well, I mean, why not? Why wouldn't we? You know, what What would be stopping us? So totally, why not? Go for it. Get him in here with Dwight, and let's, uh, let's roll the dice. But again, that's a, that's a long way away. This is all purely speculation and hypothetical reasoning. It doesn't even really matter right now. It it makes no difference to what's happening right now in the league with the Lakers, with the Heat, with anything, and it's not going to matter next year either. That's like speculating about two years down the road. So it's really nothing more than that, which is speculation to me. So uh, So there you go. So my answer, my official answer is who cares slash yes. <laughs> Uh, nice. So, um, now Pedro is worried about the preseason that we haven't won a game and should, you know, should fans be worried about it? I think, I mean, yes and yes and no. Yes, it's the preseason. It doesn't count. Our record is zero and zero, but I I don't think it means nothing. I think it does mean something. It's not going to just miraculously change once the season starts. Um, how many teams have gone winless in the preseason and then gone on to win a championship. I don't think anyone has. I think that's a big fat donut hole to that answer to that question. So, 
But I, I think that even pertains to the playoffs. I don't think any team has gone winless in the preseason and even made the playoffs before. So obviously we're going to make the playoffs. We're going to be making history regardless. Um, so let's just make more history and be the only team to win the championship after going zero and zero eight in the preseason. Um, so, but yeah, I'm a little concerned, but it's, it's not an, an unsurmountable goal in any stretch. Trivia question. How many preseason games total has Mike Brown won as a Laker coach? Yeah, exactly. Zero. We had a short, shortened uh, preseason last year. We only did two games against the Clippers. We lost them both. So basically, Mike Brown is 0-10 as a Laker coach in the preseason. Not great. Not great. But again, yes, it is the preseason. It means nothing. But then again, the play on the court is the play on the court. And it's not going to miraculously change once the season starts. So... um the last question we have is any news about the whole Time Warner situation? Yeah, so we we talked about this in the last podcast a little bit about basically the fact that Time Warner Cable has paid uh, $3 billion to the Lakers for the exclusive rights to broadcast the games for the next 20 years. Um, great for them, great for the Lakers. That's given us a really nice buffer of money to go up so we can start we can go ahead and pay these extremely extreme uh, cap penalties that we're going to be paying because our roster is so far over the cap uh, this year and next year that we're going to have to pay a lot of money out to the to the rest of the league for it. So it really, really helps us to be able to do that. Um, Time Warner really, um, really went all in on this one, you know, to pay that kind of money. Uh, for the rights and and they're charging for it. I mean, obviously they have to charge for it. They're charging a lot, but they got to make their money back. I mean, it's a business, right? So, um, as of the last podcast, nobody, no other cable carrier or ca- or satellite or cable carrier had picked up the station. So fans were getting a little irate because nobody could watch the games. If you didn't have Time Warner Cable, you can't watch the games. I mean, you can't even go to a sports bar and watch the games because all the sports bars have direct TV for the NFL ticket. So Lakers fans were screwed and getting upset. Um, the the pretty much general attitude of the Lakers sports media is relax. It's going to be okay. They're going to work it out. You will be able to watch your Laker games. And I was glad to hear that. Uh, I didn't know exactly what it meant specifically or where it was coming from, but the fact that they were choosing to say it and say it, saying it on air was um, hopeful and positive uh, to me. Now, as of right now, as of the point of me recording this podcast, uh, three other cable-slash-satellite providers have made deals with, with Time Warner Cable to carry the channel, which is Time Warner Cable Sportsnet and its sister station, uh, the Time Warner Cable Deportes, which is the same content all in Spanish. Now, uh, those companies are uh, Charter, Verizon Fios, and AT&T Uverse. So as of, as of right now, those three companies have made deals with Time Warner Cable and they will be broadcasting those channels. This is nothing short of great news. 
Now, if you have DirecTV, like most people, myself included, uh, obviously you're not one of those companies, so it's still not carrying the Laker games. But the fact that three, and these three companies that have uh, all signed up to start carrying the channel, this has happened within almost a 24-hour period. I mean, it's basically like a day and a half that these dominoes have started to fall. So I, I am very confident that they will keep falling and the remaining companies are going to going to sign up once once the regular season starts and the games start going they're going to have to pony up because before for let's say for example for DirecTV customers you basically had a choice i mean if DirecTV wasn't going to carry the channel then you could drop DirecTV and switch over to Time Warner cable but see now that these other companies have started picking up the channel that weakens uh DirecTV's position because now they don't even ha- they don't have to just worry about people leaving them to go to Time Warner Cable. Now people can almost go anywhere. If they people do don't like Time Warner Cable, they can go leave DirecTV and go to Charter. They can leave DirecTV and go to Verizon FiOS if it's available in their area. They could leave uh DirecTV and go to AT&T Uverse. So I I I think I would be very, very, very surprised if DirecTV doesn't pick up the channel uh, once the season starts. I think it's I think it's going to happen, and I would be very surprised if it doesn't. So, if you're a DirecTV customer, I say just sit tight. It's probably going to work out. We're all going to be okay. We're going to be able to watch our Laker games. If if not, we're going to find some friends who have Charter, Verizon, AT&T, or Time Warner Cable, we're just going to crash their place every time there's a game. So, hey, do what you got to do. So, there you go. That's my take uh, on that. Hang tough. It's going to be okay. Everything, just like with the season, it's going to work out. It's going to be okay. It's going to be fun. We got the cover of the Sports Illustrated NBA preview which is nice, a great fun picture of Steve Nash and Dwight Howard, which I'm looking at right now. Um, They do not pick the Lakers to win the championship, which I think is fabulous because the less people who are saying the Lakers are going to be great, the better because it's not like the team doesn't watch SportsCenter. And the team doesn't need people saying, oh, they're going to be the greatest thing since sliced cheese because that's when they start getting lazy and don't pass the ball and don't run back. They need people telling them they're going to suck. They're not going to live up to the potential that everybody else is going to beat them so they can go, oh, no, we'll prove you wrong, and they'll go out and win. Now, does that is that really going to make that much of a difference to them? Hopefully not. You guys are professionals. You should come to play every night. But as a Laker fan who has watched every single game for the last who knows how many years, let me tell you that doesn't always happen. So hopefully it will start happening and uh, we can get this show on the road get this train running the regular season is about to start i can't wait can't wait to see i think kobe's foot's going to be fine they pretty much shut him down for the last two two games of the preseason and there's speculation about whether or not he's going to start uh he's going to play for the first game for opening night um i think he will if he doesn't i don't think he'll be out that long but uh, let's let's get these guys in there. They need games. They need games together. They need time. They need time to play together and really start to get this thing gelling so that hopefully by Christmas, our Christmas present can be the Lakers are all on the same page, all going full steam ahead for that second half of the season. So 
That's what I'm asking Santa Claus for. Hopefully, you can too. All right, so thanks a lot for listening. Again, hit me up on Twitter, Ask Legal Lance. Come over on the Facebook page, Ask Legal Lance, and shoot me some feedback, shoot me some questions, and let's all get ready to support our team because the season is here. Go Lakers.